What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Cycle Jerks Podcast, episode 49, the birthday boy edition. <laughs> Happy birthday. Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh, not only are we uh, not having some cake this morning, we are. I'm having some coffee. You guys have got coffee? What do you guys got going this morning? Yeah. Uh, no, just water, just water. water. You know, water. you guys, are, you guys are the good guys. I'm, I'm the bad guy. I know as a cyclist, that's such a, a huge debate. Every we'll get into that. Cause, cause I, I think every show starts off with me talking about starting coffee and Mike kind of poo poos it right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a, there's a soul subculture in cycling, of course, with coffee and beer. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't do either one of them. <laughs> We're hanging out with Dennis Warich this morning. Thanks for joining us so bright and early in the morning. Oh, uh, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, uh, Dennis, I was, uh, I'm excited to have you on the, the podcast, and we've been working together for quite a while. Um, it all started really with uh, Dave over at 615, um, and uh, uh, you putting together the A-Block team. I believe the team, the team was already formed when I kind of came into the picture. Um, but that's how you and I got to know each other. How did that team, uh, recently get started? Um, yeah, um, long story short, um, I start when I first started racing, I, I joined a team called Trivella Vela. Um, so that was my first experience with a team and, um, just like like just getting into racing in general. Um, so it, it was great to uh, be around other people and like being able to like train with other people and like uh, go out to races and race with other people and uh, learn the ways of training as well. I had like no, no concept of like what, how to train for a race or for races throughout the year. Um, so we did that for a couple of years and like, that's where I met Dave and, uh, a lot of the other guys that, um, like Scott and Jim and like uh, a couple of my teammates, um, that I'm still friends with. Um, and, uh, over the years we, we decided like, you know, like we, we wanted to, we were like the kids of the team and we're like, Hey, we want to do some cool stuff. You know, like we want to update the, the kit and stuff like that. But, um, then we decided, well, we should just start our own team and the kids of, of the team just, we decided and we left and, and just started something new and new, exciting um, team and wanted to do things a little different, you know, um, kind of just like, well, how, how can we start team? Like, you know, if we want to go after sponsorships, like, you know, at the time we were like, we don't want to accept money, you know, like the, the only thing like, you know, we want is like discounts or, you know, free, free gear and just try to make things simple, you know? Um, and then at the time we, we started out at uh, night riders racing. Um, and then uh, after a couple of years of that, we kind of reinvented ourselves into a block racing. Um, and that's, that's when we met and like Dave um, uh, with his shop uh, sponsored us, started sponsoring us and, um, Mike, that's where we met, and I remember you did a spiel about you know uh, a giant bicycles, and I was there. <laughs> so yeah, and then yeah. you know we've uh, we've been together and uh, ever since, and our relationship has flourished over the years, <laughs> as you <Yes>. can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, 
the young guys breaking off from the old guys and starting their own team. Uh, that's I've seen that before. Um, how what was it? What was what was the inspiration for the name A Block? Um, one of the guys, um, Mike. He, we had like a little team meeting. He's like, hey, let's uh, let's rethink our name. Like, I, I have an idea. Like, you know, A Block is. Um, I know it's a French team for all out. Um, you, you might hear some like pro racers, um, like post interviews say like, oh yeah, we went a block, like, you know, the last 5k or something like that. Uh-huh. So, uh, so that we were like, oh yeah, that's kind of a cool name. And like, we, we decided to, um, run with that. Um, I don't know, like yeah. Night Riders well- racing was kind of a cheesy name. <laughs> you like really think about it yeah but at the time it made sense because like we, we were like we need a name um and then that kind of like started from this uh training group that I, I i was with with uh with dave and some other guys uh we would always meet like um i mean like if you ever have dave he'll tell you the story of like we would always meet at 6 15 uh after work during the week and just like train and um do intervals together like um and then in the evening and we had like this uh email group to like um organize everything and it was like night writers because we were like writing in the in night all the time so yeah. that kind of just like became a team um so yeah well um a block late well I, let me ask bo because bo's like he watches a ton of european racing and uh he's all about it have you ever heard that term before somebody going a block no, I actually haven't, but I was going to say I'm glad you aren't sponsored by A Block. Oh, I was going to go there. Oh, I right, keep going there. Oh <laughs> uh, well, no. I, that, you uh, want so me to? Bo, Bo Bo bought some of these fancy water bottles and was none too impressed. Yeah. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, we had an episode where I went off on like the, how small and cheesy they were, and 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 thin and. And you know their their marketing campaign makes you makes these things look like they're a million bucks on your bike, and they fit my color scheme on bike of black and red, and I just got them, and I was like, "What?" And I was like, "This is the worst thing I bought ever for." But actually, I I did use them the other day. I mean, if you're going to spend forty bucks on two water bottles, I guess uh, you you, you uh, better use them. Yeah. So uh, I remember talking with Dennis uh, about this because the water bottle company came along after a block racing. Hmm. And so it was a little confusing. Uh, oh, you, you, was there, was the, did you get any things with that Dennis people going, Oh, are you sponsored? How come you're not using their water bottles? Uh, no? Not that I could remember, but um, it's funny. Cause like I ended up like connecting with them on, uh-huh. <laughs> on Instagram and I actually met them at sea otter a couple of years ago. And I was like wearing my a block racing t-shirt. I'm like, and took a picture next to their, <laughs> their banner. So um, so that was kind of fun. I mean, like, yeah, I, I think I have a couple other bottles. Um, but, you know. Don't plan on going off for a long ride. If you got a long ride, you, <laughs> you, that thing, that's like two of those bottles equal like one big, long, long one. So if you got a, a, yeah, yeah. an all dayer, those are those, you better have some water stops in between. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Great for crits. Great for crits. You know, there you go. Sips here and there. Yeah. Uh, find that silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, okay. So uh, unfortunately, uh, all good things have to come to an end, I guess. But uh, A Block, uh, you, you had made the choice to move. Uh, you had to relocate for work. Uh, 
uh, or you didn't have to, I think you decided to. And, um, and now you're in Colorado and yes. that was kind of the, the end of our, my ability to support, uh, Dennis in the racing, but I've tried to since try to connect him with, uh, I think unsuccessfully, uh, sadly, uh, <laughs> with a giant rep out there. Um, but, um, how's that? And I know you have full send racing now, so you've established this whole other team in, or is it all Colorado based or do you have some of your a blockers on there? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's Colorado based. Like we're, um, the team started out here in, in Denver. Um, after I moved here, um, I was still my first year here. I still, I was still racing to a block colors um and then kind of connected them connected uh with uh full sun racing through racing and um and talking with the rest of the guys and, and a lot of the a block guys kind of started like just like i was not the only one moving out of the state and out of the bay area so we decided like you know it was time to put the team to rest but uh the great thing is like we're we're all still friends uh like really good friends we we have a group chat going on. We still, we still talk every day, uh, which <laughs> is great. So uh, the crazy, crazy thing about cycling is like um, it brings the worst out of you. And, like, <laughs> you know, and then like, you know, when like I've seen the worst of everyone that I've written with pretty much. And then, like, it's funny how like it all like brings everyone together at the same time, because, you know, uh, even the worst side of you, you know, like if you're suffering up a hill or you're bonking, it's like, it still brings the best side of you as well, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so I, I connected with this team, uh, full send, uh, racing and had kind of set similar feels of like what I was looking for in a team and like how I structured a block. It was just like, you know, focusing on fun, like, uh, realizing that like everyone has like a life, um outside of cycling you know yeah. we, we all do this for fun you know we pay to play um and realizing like life comes first and like you know we you know we enjoy it so much and like we if we all decide to race like we should all come together because we all love riding our bicycles and looking good on bikes too i guess yeah. so uh so yeah i connected with them and like joined them and i've uh, been with them for two years now um and things have shaken up a little bit. So I'm like, now I'm like co-leader of Fulton Racing, um, which was kind of ex- unexpected, but it's, you know, like I was able to like bring my experience running a team, starting a team and like running a team and um, kind of bringing that same energy that I uh, have with A-Block in, in this team. So yeah, everyone's really fast here in Colorado too. Uh, so oh. That was a big change moving here. Yeah. Thin, but like everyone's fit <laughs> yeah yeah for sure uh i was just i was just thinking about i saw your instagram and and you had some of uh, the beautiful mountains in one of your most recent uh posts i i was like actually thinking for some reason in my head i was thinking uh that you still lived in the bay area i didn't know you were out. i was like oh cool he's like in uh over by red rocks or something like that when you took some of these yeah. pictures or whatever so do you train how when you train are you training a lot of uh in the, in those really beautiful areas that you just kind of like, have you gotten used to the fact that this is just where I ride or do you still get that wow factor? Uh, I, I, I do still get the wow factor. I, so, um, 
I kind of live on the west side of uh, Denver, so I'm like really close to the Front Range, really close to Golden. So in the summertime, like yeah, I do ride up uh, up into the mountains, and like yeah, I'm still like blown away. Like it's it's beautiful here. Uh, not to take anything away from Bay Area, I'm like you know, Bay Area like is beautiful. Like I I still miss like. Monte Diablo. I know like that's yeah. Mike's favorite. Oh <laughs> yeah. Favorite climb. And like yeah. uh even even like out in, uh riding out in, like Livermore and like you know all of East Bay, you know, that's that was my 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 stomping ground for a long time. Um, you know, my you know, cycling career if you want to call that. Sure. <laughs> so, sure. Well like, I'm glad to hear you say that because I know a lot of people uh during the pandemic and they've moved away, you know, and, um, and like sometimes the comments are not so great about how Northern California is this or that. And it just got to be too much. And I've left and, you know, I, uh, I just spent the last two days doing a chef cycle and I was riding up in the North Bay, Santa Rosa and Sonoma. And I mean, there were times where I'm just like, I was just, it's just so beautiful. And, uh, I just rekindled my love for Northern California. And, uh, but that said, I know when I went to Colorado, I felt like it was kind of ridiculous. Every direction you look is like a postcard or a poster or something. It's just, uh, the mountain ranges. It's just, it's incredible. So it's gotta, gotta be good. Now, plenty of mountains for sure. Are you doing, are you getting a lot of elevation in? Um, <laughs> I, I I try to, but at, at the same time, I that's a I'm no. not much of a climber. <laughs> I'm not much of a climber. But like I I do go out there and ride, but like um, I, I I would say like over like eight thousand nine thousand feet, like I I just fall apart. I'm just like, but I don't know. Some of the guys on the team are just like they they love it, like, and I have a hard time keeping up with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I mean, I, my kind of racing has like changed over the years. Like, uh, in the beginning I was like a road racer. Like I loved like long racing, you know, like two, three, four hours of racing. Um, now it's like, I'm more of a, a quick guy. I would say like, I focus, that's my main focus. Um, so my, my usual like long rides are probably like max around like three or four hours and then like. I think that's where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. I just want to relax now. Yeah. You know, where's my food? <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, d- I do enjoy climbing, but it's as long as it's like we're not going uh, full send or a block, if you want to <laughs> say it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's uh, to take back a little bit. What? Uh, mm-hmm. What? So you grew up? Where'd you grow up in the Bay Area? Yeah. So. Um, Actually, long story short, um, I was actually born in Dubai, uh, when, and then that's where my parents met. Um, and then uh, when I was four, uh, the family and I, including my sister, we moved to Sweden. Wow. And that's where I spent 12 years of my life. Uh, so I like that was spent my childhood, uh, some of my, my teen years there. And when I was 16, moved to to um, California and I spent my majority of my time there uh, I would say like 23 years 
and just recently moved to um, Colorado um, a little over three years ago. What was that like living yeah. in Sweden? Did you learn full? You had to obviously imagine, did you, you were speaking full Swedish? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, English was my first language because um, um, <laughs> I'm just like going back here. Uh, so my dad's Pakistani, my mom's Filipino. They met in Dubai and like the way they communicated is in English. So English was my first language. And then, um, yeah, we all moved there and we have to learn Swedish. So Swedish became my main language. Um, and then, uh, yeah, when I like moved here, I did uh -oh. have a Swedish accent. Uh, but I, <laughs> I remember just like in high school, like I need to get rid of this really fast. Uh, How confusing must have that have been? I, first of all, I'm, I'm a food guy <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah. How awesome Middle Eastern food and Filipino food to get yeah. like there's a, a world of combination and then you go to Sweden and, and I mean what a what a wild combination of of different parts of the world of cuisine. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean like uh, um, like rice was like you know a staple food and like both like you know in the Pakistani and and, and Filipino uh, you know when it comes to food and then. Yeah, going to Sweden. There was a lot, lot of, lot of potatoes, uh, and um, so it was like a fusion of different things. It was just like, yeah, like we want to integrate with this, uh, the Swedish culture, um, and then um, but still like keep the, you know, the Pakistani and Filipino side, you know, growing up as well. So uh, tell us a bit about your beginnings of uh, riding the bike and how that got started for you. Yeah, I think uh, uh, my earliest earliest memory of like riding a bicycle is like yeah, as a kid. I think uh, everyone kind of goes through that, like learning how to ride a bike. Um, I was definitely in Sweden. I'm trying to remember what bike I had. It might have been. It had like uh, yeah. I, I just remember I had training wheels and like try to get my balance and then like one of the trailing wheels like fell off so i was like only on one side <laughs> so then all of a sudden i was just like kind of leaning on it but then i wasn't and then i don't know if it was me or my dad just took off the other one it was just like go ride and then i was remember like that first moment of like oh my god i i can i do this as a kid just like worried about it and then all of a sudden like actually i got this and um yeah it, it was fun um so um funny thing was like uh when i i think i was like 12 or 13 i think mountain biking was starting to like become a thing and like getting really popular and like all my friends were like getting mountain bikes and i was like Man, i really want one too like uh in sweden like we're kind of out in the burbs so like there was like a lot of uh i guess like trails everywhere so it was just like oh i want to you know like we're just like riding everywhere um but my parents got me a road bike and i was like man you know this is this is not what i wanted um you know like if my parents listen to this like i love you but like i was like really upset you know <laughs> some trauma <laughs> but, um, here yeah but like i you know like i, I still made it work like it, it was a form of transportation until i was like 15 years old um and then so in sweden like um you can get like a like a moped like a 50 cc moped uh without license so like when we turn 15 like everyone gets one and just 
go nuts. So like they're, they're speed limited in Sweden, but like we figured out ways how to tune it and just like yeah. make them go faster. So uh, yeah, we were we were definitely roaming the streets of the burbs on the, on those little 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 mopeds. Um, yeah, and then I didn't really get a bike until again until my early early twenties. Um, and the reason <laughs> this is kind of funny because uh, back then, like uh, early college, I was like lifting a lot and I was running. And I probably like ran too much too soon and like got really bad shin splints. Uh, I probably like had some type of fracture because I could not run. It was just like so painful. So I was like, I'm just going to buy a bike. And it was just, you know, um, some crappy mom bike, you know, that was, that was my form of like cardio. And then start riding with my, one of my buddies, Roy. And like, he, he took me out like around, um, near Dumbarton Bridge, out those trails out there, um, and I was like, "Well, the dirt is cool and all, and like you can see like the the flip here." Now I was like, "I want to go faster," you know, like <laughs> um, can't really go fast with these knobbies, you know, like. And <laughs> so um, one of my buddies in high school was working at a bike shop. I think it was Cycle Path and Hayward. I don't know if you remember that bike shop oh, back yeah. in the day. Still there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I know I was like, I just went in there. I was like, yeah, I want to get a road bike. I want to go fast. And I ended up buying uh, a discovery colored themed uh, Trek with a 105 triple. Um, as aluminum frame. Uh, I think this was back in 2007, 2008. So that was like end of the Lance era, but the start of Alberto Contador era. So I know, but it was still like, oh, you got a Lance bike. <laughs> That's how I got, you know. Um, it's kind of weird how but, that that whole thing has evolved with with the with the Lance bikes because. Yeah, I see. I think it's going to come around. We could the Lance things always uh, takes us in a, in a hard left direction. But when it comes to like the bike, when you see a, the USPS Trek colored frame, you see somebody with one of those jerseys, even a Livestrong. There's kind of a weird like people are kind of a little side eye, like ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think there will be a time when those bikes will get will as the memory starts to fade of the whole thing. Yeah. I think that people will look a little bit more fonder on on those Trek bikes because they sure sold yeah. a lot because of him. That's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. No and doubt. I mean, like, I still see those bikes on the road, and I'm like, oh, I, I still yeah. have one of those. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So I bought that, and like, you know, start riding, you know, in my cargo shorts. Uh, you know, still not comfortable with Lycra, um, yeah. as everyone's gone. Like everyone's gone <laughs> through that phase, you know. Yep. Um, so I was just kind of like doing like short, short rides around town and then kind of like put the bike away for a while. I was just busy with work and trying to finish up college. Um, and then once I graduated, um, <laughs> this is kind of funny, like I, I was working full time and I was like, I need something else in my life. And like, so I got another part time job. So I was working two jobs. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> um, but then I, with 
the people I was working at um, part-time with, like this was at a Lexus dealership out in Fremont, um, was connect, like I connected with people that actually did the AIDS life cycle. And that kind of just inspired me to want to sign up and like get back on the bike. And um, at the time I was kind of tired of like going to the gym every day and lifting weights. And I was like, I, I you know, like I've done this, done that, like, at the time I was like probably like 185 pounds, which is oh. kind of crazy for, uh, you know, I'm five, nine. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. And then, uh, I signed up for that and like raised money and then like trained for that. And like, I probably overtrained for that and I was getting sick a lot. Uh, but then after that, it was just, I was hooked after that event. Like I never stopped riding. I, and then I, became friends through my other friend that I mentioned, Roy, with um, his old coworker, um, Martin, um, out in the peninsula. And we used to like ride out there, you know, the the classics like Ola Honda and like Tanitas. And, oh, yeah. And just yeah. like just doing that, just like, you know, on the weekends, just doing long rides. And from there, it just, it just kind of just like, well, what's next? Like, you know, like, I'm out here riding, like I'm getting, you know, my, I'm getting fitter and like I'm losing weight, like uh, my endurance is getting better. And then somehow it was just like someone was like, you should try racing. So that was uh, kind of a thing. And I, uh, I don't know if it's been mentioned here on the podcast, but like the early bird uh, crits oh, yeah. where you learn how to um, get into racing, like learning all the race etiquette um i tried that um and then i was like mm, i don't know i don't know if i'm ready for this so i kind of just like continued just riding on the weekends and then i was like you know what um oh yeah and then i like i for, for work i ended up moving out to like the san ramon dublin area and then like started like connecting with other people like going on uh group rides and with people that actually race and I was a member of like, oh man, I'm getting my butt kicked in here. I was like, <laughs> yeah. And then realized like, oh yeah, they race. Uh, so I was like, man, I want to do that too. Like, you know, <laughs> I want to be fast too. Uh, and then, you know, I was feeling that major FOMO and I was like giving the, the early bird, um, you know, clinics another go. And, and that's how I kind of connected with, uh, the first team that I, I, I raced for and uh, asked me to join and join. And, uh, you know, I was oh man, like, my first year racing was terrible. I was so bad. I was yeah. so bad. Um, hey, so was everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I know. I did. And like, <laughs> like, you know, um, but yeah, like it's, it's kind of crazy how, how fast you can evolve and, uh, you know, learning, learning, wanting to you know just want the want the need to like be better you know just going out there i'm like oh i gotta ride more i gotta train more i gotta do more intervals you know like yeah. i want to beat my buddy i was like no nah, i'm like you see people that you race with all the time you're like nah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get you next time i'm gonna get you next weekend you know yeah, um, yeah. well so, yeah uh, it's, it's, bo and i when we uh what you know uh this when is I late first 80s. Got, yeah when i first got into road racing uh, road biking at all uh we we did the early bird crits that's uh nice. and i remember uh there was a time where bo uh, like 
there was a plan for me to lead you out or, oh, yeah. you know, and, uh, and cap, and cap four doesn't, the plans never work out. No, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. But you know, cause you're so smoked and then you're like, yeah. Oh yeah, we have this idea that we're going to do this thing, but no, where is everybody? And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and uh, uh, but I have this really uh, lasting memory of, um, it's funny cause I have a similar memory at sea otter road race, but, um, where I was off the front, like significantly off the front near the finish and, uh, just sp- sprinting away thinking that I was going to mm-hmm. win. And, uh, mm-hmm. and then it just seemed like the finish line, like it just kept getting farther and farther away. <laughs> like I put my head down yeah. and I look up, yeah. I've got, I got to be there now. And then I look yeah. up and then I look over my shoulders like, Oh, here they come. And I'm, Oh yeah. no, here they come. And you know, then I got, I think I ended up like eighth. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, shoo, yeah. shoo, 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 shoo. Oh man. No, oh. I mean, you, you sound like you're, you're pretty fit. I, I was getting dropped all the time. I mean, <laughs> my first year, you yeah. know, uh, even the early bird crits, like the practice races, I was like, Oh man, like, what am I doing here? Just terrified of every corner. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just like, uh, just going through that, like, yeah, just now, now I'm like my comfort level in corners now is just like, oh yeah, yeah, I can, I can bomb corners all day, you know. <laughs> I, I um, think the the biggest deterrent. I, I bet you a lot. I bet you a lot of people that start racing at cat. Well, it's, it was a cat five. Now it used to be just cat four, yeah. right? So as a senior cat five, I would say if somebody jumps into racing. I bet you, I wonder what the percentage of people that don't sign up for to renew their membership the next year, because, because you, you either sink or swim and you either have the mentality that like, yeah, I'm going to get better. I'm going to surround my people, surround myself by people that are knowledgeable and help me. And I want to get better. Or you might go in there and go, man, this is not for me. I'm going back to group fun rides. This is even, even at the lowest level. And then just the, the, um, the stress level of, not I've always wondering if you're going to crash because of the, of the squirrels around you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's what I went through. Like the first time my first year, like early birds, I was like, this is, this is insane. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I was not used to like riding in big groups and like that speed and, um, elbow to elbow but, with, t- with yeah, yeah. inches of everybody. You're like in a group yeah. of 50 guys on the middle yeah. of 50 people going, Holy crap. Holy crap. Yeah. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Plus, and, uh, plus a fit, you know, like I remember, uh, some, you know, somebody saying, Oh, well, you're just doing cat four, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like, yeah. Have you seen cat four? Cat four yeah. is crazy. People are fast. Yeah. And there's, you know, and there may be a cat too. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Little guy, you know, whatever. You know, like <laughs> yeah. so condescending. And, uh, yeah. and at the same time though, you're faced with this reality of like, Hey, I'm really, I'm fit. I'm putting mm-hmm. in the work, but I still can't compete at even at the cat yeah. four level, you know, uh, yeah. or it's very challenging. You get, like you said, in the first year, you're just getting smoked and, and uh, yeah. it can be demoralizing or motivating like uh, Bo was yeah. saying. Yeah, I, I think the the thing was like that kept me going and just wanted me to like continue racing and just like putting myself out there was just like joining a team and um, I'm not I you know like I hope Dave listens to this because you know thanks to him and the, and the, the group of people that like you know 
the 615 uh, meetup group, right? Like, if it wasn't for them, I would probably not be racing. And I'm like, I probably wouldn't even be here talking to you, <laughs> both <laughs> of you. Uh, because, like, yeah, it's like having that support and just, like, I mean, even, like, with those group rides in the first year, I, I was getting smoked. Like, you know, I was, yeah. like, barely hanging on, you know? And then, like, I, a couple of years later, I was, like, I was smoking them. You know, yeah. like I'm not to pat myself on the back. Well, maybe I am, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was just like I, I felt like I was starting from nothing. But like you know, you put it like with anything, like you you put the time in, you put the work in, and like you know, things will happen. Um, but yeah, if any any anyone who's new to racing or like want to get into like maybe like gravel events, it's just you know, it, it's like with anything, it's just putting yourself out there and put, putting the time in like, you know, well, it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's not going to come over. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like you just have to put the work. Some people just have the talent and, kick, and just go out there and, and do things for some people like me. Like you have to put the, put the work in, you know, just to be competitive or like try to be stay on wheels with your friends, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it's, I mean, it's a good, uh, you know, it's like a metaphor for life, really. I mean, you got to yeah. work hard to get what, where you want to go. And, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, I mentioned chef cycle. I was, uh, chatting with one of the guys from, uh, Pennsylvania. He was from Pennsylvania and, uh, you know, strong rider, uh, solid guy. Anyway, at lunch, he shares that, uh, he was once 325 pounds, uh, and he had, he lost 150 pounds. And, uh, yeah, it was like, uh, listen to his story and how mm. like cycling, you know, it, it proved to him, like just his, him just putting in the work on the bike and, you know, transforming his life. And, um, I think all of us go through that on some level, you know, you start to realize yeah. like, Hey, this one thing that used to be, I, I thought was impossible, uh, is now really not a problem. And, mm. um, you know, I don't know. I think that's a kind of a common thread that we all share with cycling. Cycling helps us in life and just understand mm -hmm. that you can conquer anything, really. I mean, that you put your mind to and your and your your heart into. Yeah. Sorry to get weird Sorry. there. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's all right. No, no. Great. I mean, um it's it's kind of funny how like cycling, you know, this this equipment like what what it can do to someone's life you know like um not just like uh fitness wise but like you know connecting with people you know from different way from different backgrounds from different walks of life uh you know it could be from different countries it could be from different careers like I've met so many, I know so many lawyers because of cycling, which is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, and, lawyers and you know, surgeons. Like, yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah. um, it's, it's like what cycling has brought to my life. And it's like, I've connected with some really good, really good people. Um, like, I, like I mentioned, it's like cycling can bring the worst off, uh, of everyone, but then it like, it brings everyone together and it's like, you know, it's, it's cycling has brought me to Denver. Like, you know, that's because of my job, you know, yeah. it's like the cycling has got me the, the job, you know, like, um, from like, you know, I work a Strava and like, 
it's because of cycling and like the connections I've made with people and, um, and, you know, like the, the good friends that I, I still like talk to is because of cycling. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm talking to both of you because of cycling, you know, <laughs> right, yeah. it's, 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 it's kind of crazy, like how a sport and a piece of equipment can like uh, change someone's life in, in different ways. Yeah. yeah. So much more than the bike. I don't know yeah. that I don't know that I mean I've done a bunch of sports I don't know that I have the same thing with I've been in soccer all my life I was into hockey for a huge part of my life uh I don't know about people that play like you know Tuesday night uh adult softball or bowling or go out and golf mm -hmm. but at cycling it seems like it's just got this interesting and there's different chunks of the community. It's there's definitely yeah. so many different places. And if you are that kind of person, you can find similar mm -hmm. like-minded people. If you just want to go fast and you're hardcore, full set, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there's yeah. plenty of people like that. Or <laughs> yeah. there's a dude that's yeah. just like, hey man, let's go for a cruise on our e-bikes around the corner and get a beer. You know, what I mean, yeah. there's there's all levels in between, and you just kind of like find weave your way and find your find your peeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of those connections, I noticed uh, in your feed that you had you had a, a very dear friend of mine recently, uh, yeah. Claire, and she's yes. a former uh, guest on the podcast. So I guess she's in. Is she still in town or? Uh, yeah, she's still in Colorado. Uh, she's actually going to come up here this weekend and uh, we're going to hang out. Uh, apparently it's going to snow here this weekend, too. So, oh, OK, we'll see. Like, I don't know if we're going to get any riding in, but but yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, yeah, like I know Claire, I know Sean. I know Sean's been uh, on the podcast as well. Uh -huh. uh, we used to race against each other back in the day as a that's cat four and three. Um, yeah, you know, uh, who else? Who else has been on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a Alec, Alec, right. you know, yeah. he used to be on our my team, uh, on a block. Yeah, uh, he used to coach me back in the day too. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's so, like cool. Yeah, I know a lot. Of, not a lot of people. It's the, the Bay Area here. circle of people, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, hey, you know, one of the things that uh, I've always admired about your whole setup is you are dressed head to toe. Everything is measured. Uh, Bo and I just recently had a conversation <laughs> about this, uh, about how it doesn't matter how you look, uh, you know. But it, you know, it. I mean, let's be real. It does. That's part of it because. The, you know, not for putting, everybody, Mike. Not for everybody. Hey, yeah. putting on a lycra suit is not cool. Okay, so you yeah. got to do right. everything you can to try to do your best to make it look at least something. But Dennis has always had the fits. Uh, so, and I know you design your kits. Uh, you know, obviously yeah. Claire works at Jack Rue. That's probably a big part of your guys' relationship. How? Wh where does the inspiration come from for? uh, these fly kits that you, you design? Um, great question is, is, I don't know. It's, uh, my, it, it's kind of funny. Cause like when I started, first started designing kits, it was just out of necessity. It was just like, well, we need to, when we first started, uh, the team, it was just like, well, we need a kit. And I was like, you know what? Like I played around with like, uh, illustrator, I, I can whip something up and it was just, I was like, it wasn't a, it wasn't the greatest kit I've ever designed, but it was like, it was something. And then after that, I was like, I was just like spinning my wheels. I was like, well, 
let's make something cool. You know, like, you know, like it doesn't have to be something traditional. Like we can do whatever we want. So I spent a lot of time in front of my computer, just like it, it's always like trial and error. It's just like what works, what visually looks good. And uh, over the years, it was um, yeah, with A Block, it was just like being loud, being seen, because um, one for like safety thing, and then also like being able to recognize your teammate out in, in a race, right? Man. Because previous years we were like it was either black or white, and like it just kind of gets lost um, in a ride or in a race. So it was just like I just want to be seen, and like you know, if you're out riding with traffic, like you know, that's a, that's a, that's another thing. So I always like, try to keep that in mind as well. Uh, but yeah, it's but at the same time, it's like you want to look good too, and like I'm I'm kind of a uh, when it comes to not just like cycling, but like you know uh street wearers as well not as loud but like but with cycling it was just like trying to look good and match and like you know um making sure like the colors don't match with the bike or you know your your shoes or socks and you know like i i do i do put a lot of thought into it um yeah sometimes uh subconsciously as well (laughs) yeah (laughs) well it comes across and uh yeah, the kits. I mean, I still have the A block kit from back in the day, and I yeah. still I still wear it. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. and that's pretty unusual, you know, because the kits get old, and then it's like, eh, you know, I don't know, it's time to send this off to somewhere, you know. But yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, the uh, the kit game is strong. Uh, you know, yeah. we've had we've poked a lot of fun at the Rafa the Rafa crowd. Yeah, but hey, Rafa makes uh, fantastic stuff and they're very fashion forward you know and uh mm. but uh you know Bo and i are in different spots with when it comes to this but Bo is talking about p- potentially creating a a new kit um yeah you want to talk about that Bo? yeah it, it would basically just say f rafa with the rafa <laughs> logo Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, it's okay. So I got to tell you the story real quick, though. So, because Mike doesn't haven't even heard this because I just gave up on the guy. So I haven't ridden in six weeks, right? I had a back injury. I was off the bike. Mm -hmm. I finally get back on the bike. I have a black uh, under under jersey under uh, you know garment, and then I have my jersey zipped up. But then it got a little hot, so I pulled it down a little bit, and the two tops kind of flopped oh. down a little bit and Mike sees me and instead of saying great job glad you're back on the bike on my first bike no. back my first ride back from an injury he says is you yeah. wearing a polo shirt dude <laughs> <laughs> you're the douchebag hey Jeez, what are look friends at for kit. look at that kit if, uh, you only yeah. tease <laughs> the ones you love that's the exactly yeah yeah it's gotta yeah. you gotta have that you gotta have that friendly banter um yeah circling back on on kits uh yeah i know i i get a little extra when it comes to kits i have tons of kits i go all in when it it comes to things i love it's like i probably have over 50 pairs of socks in different colors i i know there's socks i've yet to wear i have probably like eight (laughs) or nine pairs of cycling shoes um helmets i probably have like five or six i don't know why but i just do <laughs> um i only have four bikes uh 
but yeah, but like when it comes to kits, like, yeah, I, I know a girl, I, I, like I want to look good, but I just, you know, like, um, it's kind of funny, uh, you know, the, the whole debate about like shoe and sock color, like for yeah. me, like I, 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 like for me personally, and like, I, I talked about this with a lot of my friends is like, I do not like black shoes and white socks. It's, it's just like a big no-no for me, uh -huh. you know? White socks were any any other colors shoe I'm okay with as long as it's not black. <laughs> you know? uh -huh. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, it, it's all fun and games. Like that's just my personal preference. And like honestly, like I don't care. Like er, like whatever you wear, as long as you get on the bike, I don't care. Like just go out there and ride. Like yeah, you know, D don't worry about. Like, yeah, I know I'm saying this, like, you know, I put a lot of thought of like how I look when I go on my bike, but like, end of the day, it's just like, you shouldn't like really worry about it. Like, I know I did it when I first started, I was, I was dressed in, I don't know what it was <laughs> back then, you know, right. but, but yeah, like just go out there, you know? Right. Um, I, was... uh, I have a picture of, of myself recently or not recently when I got back into road riding and I was still a mountain biker, you know? And I had a baggy, I had these mountain bike baggy shorts on and a road jersey. Yeah. That was a, that was a look I went with one time. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all, it's all good. Just like, you know, to your point, get on the bike. And that's what Bo, that's what Bo said to me. What difference does it make? I'm on my bike. And yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I'm still your friend. I'm just oh, yeah. talk yeah. shit to you. That's, yeah. That's, that's what friends do. That's fine. Okay. So <laughs> next time you're wearing some like, crazy fruity outfit i'm I'm calling you out <laughs> hey i have probably my craziest kit came in the mail from dennis <laughs> <laughs> i call it tropic um, tropic thunder <laughs> yeah i love that kit yeah yeah <laughs> it's wild yeah yeah. You know what's funny but, uh, is is a uh, lead out bags that I have the little lead out bag for the little burrito bag. Lead out bags just sent me an email yesterday. They're pushing t-shirts, like people wearing t-shirts on rides, like the lead yeah. out's new recycled t-shirt, and they are not like form fitting. They're just like I'm wearing right now a t-shirt, and they're not pushing them as in like, hey, wear this when you're not riding. They're pushing them on mm -hmm. all of their advertisements is use these to, for riding. And it shows people out there on their road bikes or gravel bikes. And I was like, I don't think that's going to fly. I don't, I think yeah. that's, that's just, just going to be a hard sell to the cycling community that to wear a t-shirt t-shirt as your, as your part of your kit. Yeah. It's kind of the cool yeah. kid move right now. Yeah. Like if, if you're, uh, you know, a younger kind of uh graveler, you, you know, the, and the climate's right you might see people in t-shirts uh but it's usually the younger younger hipster kind of kind of rider so they kind of go somebody in the reverse that, anti yeah it's a, it's somebody almost, that would have yeah. a lead out bag on their bike yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh, yeah i yeah i'm kind of i'm still like the i guess like the old school full-on lycra making sure it's form fitting. Uh, I don't like anything flapping, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I know a bunch of people that are, are like into that scene, I guess. Just love the, I don't care. I wear whatever I want. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's some climate. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's times when uh like i i've been riding downtown a lot uh on this e-bike that i have and um it is kind of cool when it's a little windy and the t-shirts flapping and you're getting a little bit of extra ventilation it feels like it's yeah i get i get the appeal of it but yeah i'm like you i'm still if i'm gonna be on my bike for a couple hours i'm in lycra yeah yeah we were <laughs> talking comfortable we were talking real quick mike that uh the, uh, it's kind of cool that uh, some of the teams like EF with the hot pink and now Binium Garmes, Intermarche, Wante Gobert, you can spot those teams from a mile away because their kits are like, yep. you got the bright uh, fluorescent highlighter pen, yellow, and then you got the bright pink. But then what's going to happen? Everybody's going to do it. Now you're going to say, which, which bright fluorescent pink is my right. team? <laughs> you know, it does seem like uh, fluorescence definitely – uh, on the comeback for sure. I mean, yeah. I'm a, you know, we were in high school in the eighties and it was just, everything was neon, pink, green, orange, you know? So <laughs> yeah, all that's coming back. So, uh, how did you get, what, what exactly, uh, is your role at full send racing as far as, uh, the management and, and how, what all involved in, in keeping the team going and sponsors and, and all that yeah. So, um, yeah. So, so some of the original members kind of um, ended up uh, kind of like stepping away from uh, some of the responsibilities. And then um, last year, so this year, uh, myself and and Terry decided to step step it up, and it was more of like divvying up the the responsibility. So like Terry kind of just owns, uh, you know, sponsor sponsorship relationship. And like, uh, I was kind of more into the, the kits and like, um, you know, and worrying about the design and like, um, and then like, we're, we all kind of just uh, as a team, uh, we, we kind of like own different things and like some other people like kind of step off of like, Hey, let's like let's ride together this weekend. I'm like, hey, like who's racing this weekend? Let's let's try to like uh, rally around this race and um, and stuff like that. So um, I would say it's more of a team effort, um, which is makes things easier. And like uh, kind of running a team, uh, we're we're kind of in the same boat as as my old team at A Block. We're right now we're not taking cash, um, which makes things way easier. You know, like free stuff or, or, or discounts makes things, things a lot easier. So, um, yeah. And another thing is just like making sure we're having fun. I, I think that that makes like any team like successful and like, don't take yourself too serious, uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, it's just like, you know, at the end of the day, this is, we're doing this for fun. We, we pay to play. So, uh, as long as you keep that in mind and like, yeah, we, we all love racing and like everyone has like different goals and like uh, different um, motivations of like for their racing. But then it doesn't mean that we can't have fun and like if you go out there and race and have fun, results will come. Right. They're what, always coming. Yeah. So. What do you advise for somebody that's just we have some local guys in Sacramento trying to get a team together? What would be something like from from the ground up, what would be some couple mm -hmm. of first tips you would suggest? Yeah, it's just, uh, just like, I guess it's like starting a, 
a rock band in the garage. It's just like getting together <laughs> and just figure things out, coming up with a name. And then like, yeah, there's, there's like a lot of like admin work that goes around it as well. If you want to be a, a, an official team, it's like, you know, if, if you want to be a sanction, like a race, like, you know, uh, USA uh, cycling races, like you have to get like a sign up as a team, like find uh, local associations that you might have to sign up with. And then uh, obviously <laughs> kit is very important too, it's just like, <laughs> you know? Um, and, and also like um, if you are trying to go out there and trying to get sponsors and it's just, trying to have like uh i guess like a deck of like or like you know trying to promote yourself like what what's the team about and like you know like what 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 are we trying what is the team trying to look and trying to um kind of sell your value as a team as well right um yeah and don't be afraid to ask you know there were you know like ask for for anything it's um end of the day like the worst thing a company can say is is no exactly you know? and so um, sometimes you'll be surprised of just like people will be like, yeah, like we want to support you. Um, and, you know, like even if you might even have some relationships with companies, just just ask, you know, um, and, and, and kind of just build on that. too. So, yeah, I totally I, agree I, I with think that it's one. Just, that one, that one yeah. right there is like you think, well, we're just a bunch of nobodies and just a bunch of dudes. And then you're yeah. like, well, nobody's going to want to support us and nobody's going to want to give us some yeah. free stuff. We're nobody. We're a bunch yeah. of cat fours or whatever or your thought yeah. process is. But exactly. I, I found out through many avenues when you just throw it out there, sometimes it's just some offers come and you're all surprised the heck out of you. And you're oh, yeah, okay, cool. Uh, thanks. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're, you're getting supported when you just had yeah. no idea that was coming. So yeah, be bold and, and, and send that email and, sell yourself yeah. and who you are and all that to whoever you're trying to, to impress and get some, I don't know, from freebies and some, some help. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's and it also, it's like, I think it's like uh, with that, like um, just building that relationship and maintaining that relationship, you know, like yeah. with sponsors or like the people, you know, um, and that, that way you can like continue supporting uh, the team and like, you know, just supporting their company as well. And um, it, it's a, it, it is a two-way street. So it's just not, you know, don't think it's just, just because like, oh, you signed that contract of like, they might give you some discounts and stuff like that. Like, no, it, it's 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 a two-way street. Like you have to give back as well. Like it, it could be small. Yeah. It could just be something of just like, hey, just checking in like, hey, um, or like sending them pictures of the team, like, you know, the logo on the kit or, um, you know, if they're local, like uh, meet up with them and just like go on a ride with them, you know, if, if they're if they're willing to do that. So yeah, like, it, it goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. Really so well, shout out on social media, uh, you yeah. know, and, and go, d yeah, don't just take the freebies and be like, see ya. You definitely yeah. do, do your part to show your appreciation. Yeah, I think I think that's the biggest the biggest part of it, um, as I've been on both sides of it. And I know like uh, for like even back the team that Bo and I were on was out of the shop that we sponsored or out of the shop I worked at. But we sponsored the team. And uh, yeah, the feeling was we did all this stuff and we gave all this these things to the team and we didn't really 
get anything in return, you know? And um, I remember there was one point in particular where we were at the early bird crit and there were two uh, team members in front. And I have a different perspective because I work at the shop and I'm on the team. Mm -hmm. So that's like a different perspective that somebody's just on the mm -hmm. team. I'm sitting behind these two guys. And then one guy was saying, Oh yeah, you know, I buy all my stuff, uh, mail order. And then I just bring it down to the bike shop and then they put it on there for me, you know, and it made me really mad, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's important. It's so important. Those little things where mm -hmm. to your point, Dennis, of giving back or just stopping in, giving them updates, offering to, lead a group ride or, or something, mm -hmm. you know, and it's certainly easier to give back now with social media for sure, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, giving back is a huge one and that's how you keep those relationships alive and flourishing, you know, as opposed yeah. to that, the that's other kind way. Of, that's kind of personal for each person as far as your personality, because, um, mm -hmm. um, we've all been brought up different ways. And I tell you yeah. what though, Mike, when, when you guys gave me that free Jersey and I was on that team, I could have yeah. went and ordered my Luke Bernard no, uh from downtown Livermore Cyclery, but I went through Mike. Through I went through Big Mike, yeah, and uh, I got that. Uh, so Dennis, you don't see it off camera, but I've got my mm -hmm. junior racing bike from uh, 1987 that I bought from Mike Stewart, and as he was a young <laughs> pup back then, sitting yep. to the right of me right now. So there's a loyalty that you should. Not everybody does feels when mm -hmm. when you're great you should be grateful that you're getting these things and that should just come natural hopefully if you're mm -hmm. a, a decent human being if you're just like yeah. some guy like you said hey i got a free jersey but i but i don't i really don't like these guys yeah. i just buy my stuff down the street <laughs> that's that's messed yeah. up <laughs> it was really messed up but <laughs> yeah. uh there there is that culture though in in racing where you know uh the sponsor hopper uh you know looking for the next big thing all the time right uh grass is always greener mentality you know uh, i see that in the music world we see a lot of guitar players it'll be like the you know dave mustaine from megadeth will be like yeah i love dean guitars oh next week it's jackson oh gibson they're <laughs> number one yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. uh all right well hey we'll gotta... wrap it up get get all right dennis gets the uh the treatment here at the end with uh the pop culture We'll see where you are, Dennis, because Mike's got the questions ready to, to throw at you. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm ready. So, no wrong answer. Just, you know, okay. go with your gut. Hip hop or rock and roll? Rock and roll. Metalhead. <laughs> really? I had yes. no idea. All right. Yes. Country or blues? <laughs> blues. Yep. Uh, it's, really, it's, it's closer to metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Rolling Stones or the Beatles? That's definitely not metal. Uh, yeah, Rolling Stones. Because okay. uh, Keith Richards is metal. <laughs> <laughs> he is in a lot of ways. Yeah. That dude's yeah. name has come. That dude's name has come up a lot lately, man. Every everybody everybody that's like, oh, I don't know how long I'm gonna live. I'm like, dude, look at Keith Richards. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. Is he still alive though? He's still touring. He's <laughs> going on kidding. tour again. He was on Mark Marin last a couple of weeks ago, and he said this. He's like, "Yeah, I decided to quit smoking, and, uh, <laughs> and I could get up on stage and last a little longer." And Mark's all, "Oh, how's that working out for you? Quitting smoking? It's overrated." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. What a life that guy must have led. I mean, uh, just un- unreal, right? Uh, okay, yeah. so uh, ACDC or U2? ACDC, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's one that's going to – Bruno Mars or Taylor Swift? Bruno Mars. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like a little Bruno Mars. I like Mars. swag. <laughs> Yeah, I like yeah. swag and like he's got like loads of swag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, romantic comedy or action? I do enjoy both, but like I, I'm gonna lean towards action. Okay. Uh, Die Hard or Shawshank? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, they're both equally good, but like. Die Hard. Die Hard's a classic. Like, I mean, both are classic. <laughs> if I have to pick one, oh yeah. Uh, I would. Oh. What do you do this to me? Um, <laughs> die Hard. I'm just gonna go Die Hard. Wow. Okay. That. Yeah. yeah that might be our first Die Hard. Okay. Talladega mm-hmm. Nights or Hangover. Ah, uh, Tal- Talladega Nights. I'm a huge. Uh, yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell <laughs> fan, so yeah. yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's my type of humor. So. Oh yeah, all right, good stuff. And for me, it's a hit or miss with Will Ferrell. Sometimes it's just yeah. like, okay, he's lost me. Yeah. But yeah, Talladega Nights, I love that movie. Uh, okay, De Niro or Denzel? Denzel, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's my dude. Training day, Halle Berry or Jennifer Aniston. Oof. Uh, I'm going to go Jennifer Aniston. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like yeah. her. Who doesn't? America's sweetheart. Uh, baseball yeah. or basketball? Basketball, for sure. Football or soccer? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with soccer because I, I did grow up in, in Sweden, so that's one of the biggest sports out there. So grew up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love football, but, but yeah, soccer. <laughs> All right. And then offense or defense? Uh, I would say defense. Ooh. It's good. Offense. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Steph Curry or LeBron? Steph Curry. Let's go Warriors. Yeah, baby. All right, I'm going to throw – I know you're a sneakerhead, so yeah. I'm going to throw uh, Nike or Vans. I know the answer. Um, if you ask me, probably in my teens it would have been Vans, but now it's definitely Nike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Nike, yes. I, yes. <laughs> I have to admit, like, you post pictures of your Nike shoes, and I, yeah. I do – like, I think they're super cool. But – like, I don't know, they just, I, I have flat feet. And so when I wear Nikes, I like at the end of the day, I can't wait to take them off. Whereas my yeah. Vans are, I can wear them all anyway. So, yeah, so I lean the other way. How about you, Bo? Nike or Vans? Dude, he's like, wait a minute, about? what? Samba. Adidas Sambas. <laughs> I've been wearing them since oh, 1985. Yeah. They're 50 bucks in 1985. They're 50 bucks in 2022. What other shoe does that? Uh. That's like that. Remember the Snapple story? <laughs> yeah. Franzi had the Snapple story, 99 cents. Same kind of 
It's crazy. That energy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not the only my one buying these damn things because they're still selling them. I, I'm not keeping Adidas in business for Sambas. Hey, my, wait. Do you have? Uh, do you have? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I. Do you have the cycling version of the Sambas? No, but it made me mad because I was like, all you guys did was take these shoes and stuck a stuck a cleat on the bottom. That's all you did. Well, it's, it's well. I I have a pair. Okay. I do wear I, I do wear Adidas as well. Like I'm not just a Nike guy. But uh, yeah, they're actually, uh, they're like one of one of my gravel shoes. It looks weird looking down. Like I'm wearing sneakers, but they're actually cycling shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give them a try. They didn't look like they were too expensive. Yeah. There's yeah, a little more to it cheap. than just bolting a cleat on the bottom. I, I know, yeah. I, I know. Okay. But yeah. they they stole the look though. Yeah, well, and I would think you would love that. Uh, yeah, I well, I wear them as gra- I I've been I was wearing them for gravel riding shoes before they came up with the, the shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got like six pairs sitting here, and I have them all like labeled from best to worst, and the worst go when it goes muddy, and then it goes number five, four, three, and one is my pair for wearing around town, and then I retire the <laughs> I retire number one to number two. And they become my newest gravel shoe. Uh, let me do you a favor. Get rid. Get rid of four and five altogether. You don't need them. Just throw them out. <laughs> that's throw when I have out. to. That's when I have to go to the dumps in the winter, and you lose your shoe in the uh, in the muck, and you just leave them there. Oh my god! I'm that guy. Well, you know when I was a uh, to your fifty dollars back then. Fifty dollars back then was a mountain of money. Yeah, it when was. I, when I first started buying, uh, we, I w- we went to LA and we went to the Van Doren store and, uh, there, it was called Van Doren. It wasn't even Vans yet. And, um, but the shoes were called Vans. Um, but they were 1499. Wow. Well, they're just yeah. canvas, you know? Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Oh, sorry. To, sorry to make a right turn there. Shoot. Shoe shaming. Uh, okay. Uh, just my canvas shoes. Hey, uh, whatever. Uh, okay. So 60s or 80s, Dennis? 80s. I'm an 80s kid. Okay. Yep. And then uh, hot or cold? In general? Yeah. Uh, I would say hot because I love hot weather. I, I love riding in the wow. heat. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I do enjoy it. You and Mike are like that. Yeah. I, I'm the opposite. I, yeah. I wilter and become a little baby. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I live in Colorado. <laughs> I <enjoy the laughs> I'm not a, but, yeah, <laughs> but no, it's not that maybe bad. It's actually. Yeah, maybe it's because uh, you have to deal with cold so much now. Makes you appreciate the hot maybe a little more. But but I'm definitely the same. I yeah. Yeah, I, I jackhammer really easily. If it gets too cold, conditions just get, and then and then I'm jack I'm miserable. It doesn't take a lot yeah. for me to get miserable when it's cold. All right, um, we'll give you one yeah. last one and get out of here. Uh, yeah, give you how about since you are into the the pro, you like the racing scene. How about Cavendish or Sagan? Ooh, ooh, um, man. I, I, I did get into cycling when when Cavendish was on the rise, um, you know, back in the, what was it? Yeah, uh, watching him tour. Yeah, and then it, it was just like, 
And then he got, he got a little overly confident, which was starting to get annoying. Nah, <laughs> and then yeah. like Sagan started coming up, and it was just like, who is this guy? Like, this guy's a little insane. And kind of brass. Yeah. So yeah, and then like, but now like with you know um, Kevin just being a little older and just like not this brash kid anymore, um, and just like actually staying humble of like you know like I can. You know, like I, I know, like I've been through this, and like, but I could still do it. Like, still had he had the confidence now. Yeah. And, but staying, being humble about it now, versus like when he was younger, he was just like, he was arrogant. If I was gonna yeah. put it that way, <laughs> Rich, he was. I didn't like at the yeah, yep. but like so, it, it's kind of nice to see him evolve over time. Yeah. So. And that's called yeah. maturity and age, right? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. we all. We hopefully we all do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I'm the same on on Cav. It, it's yeah. It's it's like there's two versions uh, mm. for sure, and the the second version is a lot more endearing and and uh, relatable and respectable. Um, yeah. Top yeah. of their top of their game. Who do you think wins that sprint? If both of them at their peak. Oh, uh, oof. One on one, no train. One on one, no train. Just a drag race. I would say Cavendish because, um, a little lower. I, I think more arrow. Yeah, he's a little lower, but I I think like he he has that like will like that. Yes, just that like that in his mind of like I I want to win so bad. Which I think, you know, like just because like you you have the technique, you have the power, but like that like that that want and need and just like I want to push through, um, gives you that extra edge. I right. think, um, and, and I think that goes a long way. And and I think that's how he, you know, like from what like when he first started as a pro, like you know, like at track, like they did all this testing and he was like, dude, dude, this guy's not even that great. But then I think that kind of motivated him. And he was like, no, I'm going to show you guys, like I can actually do this. Right. Um, and, and I think, yeah, I think Cavendish has, has a talent and, and, and the motivation to right. win. So I think well, it's like the, uh, the Michael Kobe kind of mindset, you know, even yeah. though, you know, obviously it's completely different genres. He may not even know who either one of those people are. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but he's got that he's got that kill or be you know like mm-hmm. i am just it's gonna everything it's everything mm-hmm. to me to win and yeah i, yeah, I agree i yeah. think cavendish wins. dennis thank you so much for joining us on the show man i'm sorry for some technical difficulties but uh yeah. well there's this thing called editing that i'll be uh yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll have a little time to do tonight that's all right no problem mike yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna work hard on this yeah one, mike man. sorry about that <laughs> Oh my God! No, uh, we'll get it figured out. No, no th- thanks for having me on here. Th- this was great. I I definitely had a blast, and um, it was great to talk talk to both of you. And Mike, happy birthday once again! Can't uh, forget about you. you. Yeah, it, and, it's not and, about me today. It's about you. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and and don't don't spend so much money on kits, Mike. Maybe help out that Wi-Fi yeah. a little bit with your money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there oh! we go. I got to figure out the Wi-Fi. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on Cycle Jerks Podcast. We'll see you on episode 50 next week. 